are listening to Open Lines Radio. Welcome to the Friday filibuster. You're in for a treat, and you. It's, I love to be to uh, when I get to know something ahead of time that you don't know. But don't worry, we're about to be caught up in our knowing. I know what you're about to hear is going to be amazing, <laughs> and and by the time this next hour is over, um, you will um, see what I mean by that. Today we are joined by Hannah on the Friday filibuster. She's going to talk to us. I don't even know what she's going to talk about, but it, every time she talks, it's great. Um, Hannah, are you there? I'm here. The floor is Can yours. Yep, I'm the floor here. Is yours. Can you hear me? I'm all right. So I just want to make sure that you can hear me okay. It's got me. All right. So um, I'm here because the consciousness brought me here. I don't even know how I became connected in with um, Mark and Holly, but it was one of those hyper moments where the algorithm brought us together. The, the algorithm, if you, if you don't believe in spirituality so-called, then I kind of consider all these um, artificial intelligent algorithms these com that we've handed our lives over to in, in probably greater uh, degree than we're aware, they have a way of bringing us together. They have a way of aligning us and matching us up. And so the algorithm <laughs> or the guardian angels or the spirits of our higher selves or whatever way you want to describe it, in some way, I ended up with a connection, a very important, deep, strong support connection between Mark and Holly. I became integrated into their medicine. I became a support to their work and they became a support to my work. We became community. We became kin. And in that process, we're bringing truths. And all of these shows, if you want to call them that, downloads, if you want to call them that, uh, archives, stories, these conversations that they've recorded, and this has been going on years now, this work has been going on, they're important. There's really um, a unique and deep transformative process taking place in the consciousness. And uh, if you doubt that, you just have to go and listen to a few of these open lines radio conversations or or even the more um singular downloads like the the one that uh soraya the great soraya i'm trying to say her name correctly soraya the great has uh, begun their uh, transmission is so powerful um the way that uh mark and holly are shining a light on truths of the past they're really good curators they uh, pulled a lecture up uh, recently from Aldous Huxley that I found really uh, fascinating. And I love listening to old lectures on YouTube and whatnot. So anyways, this is a long rambling uh, intro to how I ended up even being given the mic, being passed the mic. Um, it's because we're neighbors. We're hyper-local. And uh, we have found each other to be more than neighbors more than friends, we're, we're spiritual brethren and sisterin. I don't know if there's a sisterin word, but I'm making it up right now because, you know, I'm beyond the binary as far as the gender thing goes. 
Um, so that's it. That's how we got connected. It's through synchronicity. We're deeply interwoven into each other's stories because of synchronicity, because the universe said so. So um, I'm going to talk about my archiving process for my downloads. I have had a um, spiritual transformation process that's, while it, of course, exists as long as my awareness, like all of us, um, I'll say there's been an intensification in the last few years. I'm sure a lot of other people experience similar. Um, but particularly for me, I experienced what is called a shamanic initiation process. Um, it's usually started with a, a very significant uh, physical or emotional trauma is the triggering or catalytic event. Um, it's usually heuristic until unfolded into a, a community. And I'm sort of in the process of unfolding. I'm feeling and tasting communities and finding where this shaman is to serve. I know for sure it's within the autistic community because I am autistic. And so I will be a shaman for my people. Um, but beyond that, I don't really know because um, there's just been a, a little bit of dissonance in every community so far that I've tried to Enfold with, um, and and a shaman is not to be rejected. There's always a distance. There's always a radiant, a, a, a radius. There's always um, uh, it's sort of like if you picture a big bonfire, you know, not everybody scoots right real close. There's there's a distance, and some people can live with the shaman. Some people can live in the fire, but most need a radius most you know need to get out of the smoke and the heat and you know they stay at the edges and so the, the shaman's position is typically one not of isolation but you know of the edges of the boundaries of the overlapping communities so um yeah i'm still trying to find the balance between the rejection and acceptance of community within my own self and that has to be integrated within my own self it has to begin with being comfortable with my own isolation and my own integration within the self. So, um, yeah, so a couple years ago that initiatory process began and um, I think I'm gonna start from where I am and I'm gonna read some of my um, shamanic writings that have flowed. I, I, sometimes I call them like quantum poetry because they transmit as is and there's very little editing that takes place but they're multi-layered and um uh i mean it's like double entendre to the infinite degree there's so many layers of um uh, uh translation possible in the different word choice and a lot of it i don't even understand or make sense of until after the fact um but wordplay is something i've engaged with since i was very small um, all of my family is hyperlexic, hyperverbal, and so words are truly powerful tools of crafting and healing for me in my in my system. Um, and while English is a bit of a bastard of a language to try to do any elegant work in, um, somehow these quantum pieces find a way to make sense of the mishmash um, that English is. So um, I do a lot of hashtags 
and I do a lot of creating hashtags to um, kind of craft uh, archives and also to shift attentional focus within the algorithm. So there are a lot of hashtags that you click on them and I'm probably the only poster that's aligned with that hashtag because they're so weird or unique or uncommon vocabulary, what have you. Um, but the point is that the hashtag is an archive and it's a singular moment, a code, a linkage into that process or experience. So in other words, if I have a totem animal and I've written about it or it's been referenced or there's a photo, I can tag that in a post and then backtrack so when, it, when that totem animal visits me again, I can dig deep into the wisdoms. It's sort of like um, if, if any of you are familiar with the way uh, a, a Christian Bible is archived, um, tracked, the Bible verses, the, the addresses, I call them, like where you can find certain wisdoms within such a huge book, I mean, 66 um, books, really, in one volume. Um, so if you want to find a specific sentence or a specific word by a specific person, it's kind of difficult. This archiving system to me is my version of tracking those spiritual downloads live as is, because I haven't done a whole lot of editing. I haven't gone back into my feed and taken much of anything out. You can see my spiritual transformation as it happened by looking through the deep history of my Instagram feed. You can see really carefully the growth of relationships, the disillusion of relationships. It, if you're paying attention and you read deeply, you can see a lot. Um, because when I first began my spiritual process and my healing, I was very frustrated with the fact that we didn't seem to have much insight into people when they were deep in the shit when they were really struggling, seemed like everybody got like 80 or 90% of the way to their wellness before they let anybody peek through the window. And I tried to be a little bit more transparent with my process. And by and large, I have been. Um, the exception being when I was in deep grief or, or healing really internally. Um, but mo most of those periods are notated, you know? Um, so anyways, that's a really long preamble. Boy, howdy. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just try to start reading some things. Um, the inflection or whatever and whether I mention if something's a hashtag or not, I don't know. Um, but th the main point is if you go into my Instagram account, which is it's at Roadside Shaman. I have no plans to change that anytime soon. Um I won't tell you what the other name is. It's Hapax Legomenon, which most people have never heard of or can even say. So I won't bother trying to spell it for you. Um, it's just a silly way to say that I'm the only one that I am and there's only one of me and none of the others will ever be this. It's an iterative statement. So, um, but yeah, neither one of those say what my given name is. So that's kind of hard to find me. So at Roadside Shaman is on Instagram, and um, I don't know if they have links in the information of these uh, podcasts or not, but if not, just 
it's seriously just roadside shaman. Roadside shaman. That's it. Say it one more time. Roadside shaman. You can come find me if you're interested. No pressure. Okay. So the first transmission download writing I'm going to offer is something that was actually an echo. Um, in other words, a retransmission of something that I first wrote a few months ago, I think. Um, and I posted it with several pictures just from the past few days. And there's also a, a painting of a Hayoka in adornment, an iconic version of that black and white figure, that um, sacred clown trickster that is what we are in shamanic practice. Um, it's also Hayoka moon right now. Um, in the now that I'm speaking this, it's Hayoka moon. So, um, yeah, let's begin. Just Hannah, afterlife, trans is beautiful. Pink or blue or lavender don't shine my eyes enough to wave the regular flag. So take the green gold banner of teal chartreuse, heterochromia, as my badge of honor, if you please. When the angel of death migrates above, offer proof of life, lest your line and household be purged. Is there not even one righteous soul among them? Here, count this penny. Totally. Makes sense now. Non-binary is a valid gender identification. They, them, is proper English. Just in case you're wondering, no, your opinion ain't relevant. Yes, I am the boss of me. Yes, I am sovereign and free. So are you. So be we. Yes, I am actually autistic. AFAB, assigned female at birth. Transgender, non-binary, gender fluid. Bossy queer. Grandpa shaman. Chishnako. See also. Mad as a pack of hellcats trapped in bathtubs filled with coyote piss. Hysterical female, mama buzz, problem child. Conscious lobster, burned witch, unboiled frog, xenomorphic mimic, crushed martyr, unclaimed baggage, magical beast, ghost talker, sacred glitch. Amphibious cephalopod, flightless bird, miracle breathing, land shark, speaker of the dead, castless bastard, womb warden, unsorted item, anomaly, prodigal son, barren daughter, favored wife of Mac the Knife, Hapax Legomenon. Novelty, iteration, tailless lizard, mouthy kid, Proverbs 31 woman, creatrix, time lord, social feedback, wandless wizard, crippled warlock, chaparelwera, fish out of water. Ad infinitum. How do you name a monster like Hayoka? How do you catch a cloud and pin them down? With Mary Poppins' magical powers, 
and the social graces of Tomater. Just like Jesus and Debbie, we've been named a thousand names, and none of them label stuck. There is no adhesion here. We am pure water in every direction. No man is an island, but Naniwaya floats above Sintalo, stirring the silt. And Greenland shark feeds a lot of villages. Take this, thy body, and eat. We are here now. We are hashtag Hayoka. We are hashtag Two-Spirit. We are hashtag actually autistic. We are worthy. Hayoka Moon, interfaithless ceremonialist, shamanic healing, cultural recovery, native Californian, Chickasaw Nation, Cancer Slayer, bioluminescent ray. That's, that's a word. That's a download. That's a transmission. I just can tell you, it just flows from me. And I don't, I don't shift much. I add, I tweak, I edit little things here and there. And it's just, it flows through me. I, I feel so strange claiming it, you know? That's part of the process, learning what's mine to claim. That's the, that is the process. I'll read, I'll read next now something that came in a time of chastisement when I was really editing a lot. Um, I didn't know what was for us. And uh, I saw a comment, a meme that someone had written about um, with Stephen King. And he's one of the writers that I really do venerate. I appreciate his craft deeply. Um, and I especially appreciate his shepherding of other writers. Um, other storytellers. He really is about the story. So this is what he said. He said, kill your darlings. Kill your darlings, even when it breaks your egocentric little scribbler's heart. Kill your darlings, right? I read that the same time when this word flowed, and you tell me whether this is synchronistic to you, because to me, it, it, I mean, it, it surely was. Eat your brethren, swallow your sisters. There is room for one alone in the womb. And Sintalo preserve you if two or more are gathered. For surely there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Hell is other people. Heaven is us now. For two are born alive. Witch, oracle, accursed blessing, wandering the road, belly domed, and so heavy with acetes. If you make it past the flames and venom, there is sweet nectar to be found within. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture. And the sheep of his hand, yes, the sheep of his hand. Edit, 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 edit. Kill what's precious. Strike down what you revere. That's a koan for sure, for sure and certain. 
So the word proclaiming alignment with religious ideology is called apologetics. Red flags. When someone tells you what they are, believe them. When someone shows you who they are, believe yourself. That's discernment. That's discernment, dear ones. And this is a season for discernment. This is a season for going within. Rumi says anything found within the construct of time is unreal. From a spiritual point of view, Rumi says as brightness is to time, so you are to the one who talks to the deep ear in your chest. Proving Bell's theorem. A home blessing. The more filters present, the more light shines through. Tuned till transmuted, light is never diminished. They only change neighborhoods. Energy can be neither created nor destroyed, merely change form. If you look at it, you change it. If you perceive it, you alter it. It is a paradox, but also hyper-real. The Trinity is the observer, the object, the scale, and the finger of God is the consciousness connecting all three, locality versus reality, object permanence and attachment, perceptual variance and positional prediction, free will and absolute determinism. I am, therefore, I am. You cannot change the laws of physics. All possibilities are realities. Magic is just physics we haven't figured out yet. What you see is what you get. First, there was thought, and then thought became material. The path, the path from here to paradise is just 42 tiny degrees. <sighs> I'm going to reread that last section because I got a phone call that came in. So just in case you missed it. I am, therefore I am. You cannot change the laws of physics. All possibilities are realities. Magic is just physics we haven't figured out yet. What you see is what you get. First, there was thought, then thought became material. Shift your gaze. The path from here to paradise is just 42 tiny degrees. That's about Bell's theorem. If you, if you wanna meditate, on filters and perspectives and um, realities, what you decide to choose, what you decide to cut off, what you decide to let in, man, read the science behind Bell's theorem. It, it literally means that the more filters you place in front of a photon, the more photons get through. The more filters present, the more light shines through. That's a physical reality in this universe. 
the physical reality in this universe. The physical reality in this universe. Okay. So next, I think I feel called to art. To the discussion of art and the consciousness and how we get there from here. In other words, what is art and how much attachment do we have to our creation? How much ownership do we have to our creation? Okay, so a little backstory before I read this. If you didn't know, I worked on um, the production of Buffy the Vampire Slayer television show, the seventh season. I was the art department coordinator. And during that time, I was tasked with designing a portion um, of the scenery. I mean, several portions, obviously, but this particular piece was a gateway um, to a hellmouth. It was full of iconography. And at the time, it was in direct violation of a lot of my personal spiritual beliefs and practicum. So it was very difficult for me to engage in this task in any other way than an assignment. And now I find other artists recrafting with it and actually making money off of it. And so this is just something that was birthed in the understanding of that realization of that truth. And uh, it's, I think it's what's in art called a chiasm, where it's like it goes the same. It's like mirrored going in and going out, something that's common in sacred texts. I'm not sure about that uh, vocab. I need to double check to be sure. But I think it is called a chiasm. Um, because it is mirrored. It's the same forwards and backwards with a different thing in the middle. Um, so this is called the Seal of Danzalthar. It's under a hashtag, Seal of Danzalthar. And I'll read it now. Is it art? Is it magic? Is it real? Is it mine? Is it ours? Is it beautiful? Is it terrible? Is it glorious? Is it profane? Is it sacred? Is it pretend? Is it horrifying? Is it intriguing? Is it banal? Is it unique? Is it good? I can remember quite clearly how we plucked it from the void of unmade things. The preparation, the study, the diligent revisions, the defenses and decisions. The hours of solitary introspection and flow to feel out the exact balance between detail and obfuscation. It was new and compelling when I first flopped it out onto the dock. I felt some degree of connection or patronage at the time, albeit with a rather distant and officious perspective. It was to me a widget more than a sonnet, but it was a new creation and it was drawn in my hand. So is it art? Was it? Is it my art? In a collaborative medium like television or film, how can we figure who authors the individual pieces filling countless frames? Only in the memory of the hands that crafted them, I suppose. So yes, I suppose. When it was first conceived on quarter-inch graph paper, it was, in a way, my art inasmuch as my son was my child while yet in the womb. But once the plan went to the manufacturer to be constructed, well, it became someone else altogether. And seeing a 
hashtag commemorative coins, or wall plaques made by random memorabilia artisans makes me feel a bit as if it is something I discovered rather than designed. So I guess, until creator tells me otherwise, I will keep claiming work like kin, never clinging to it. I am neither ashamed nor proud of the work. I am of appreciative of the relationship we share. It is good. It is unique. It is banal. <laughs> it is intriguing. It is horrifying. It is pretend. It is sacred. It is profane. It is glorious. It is terrible. It is beautiful. It is ours. It is mine. It is real. It is magic. It is art. Wow. So even when I read it, I feel different things with that. And I feel different healings being unlocked, stuff going into my consciousness, my psyche, my old beliefs and rewriting them, even when I speak it again. So that's a lesson to all of us. Go back and reread our old works, even speak them aloud, because there's healing to be found. There's healing to be found. Yeah. Okay, so next is about ancestry and honoring ancestors. This is a piece that came early in the process. I'd have to really, really do some research to figure out exactly the timing because I've referenced it so many times that it would take me a, a, a bit of digging to find the original sharing. But this is basically um, my version of the call to return to the, um, the Rainbow Warriors, the Rainbow Bridge, if you've heard that reference, or the Rainbow Generation, um, a lot of indigenous uh, storytellers have this in their path. The prayers of our ancestors, honor your ancestors, honor them all, honor each sacred ancestor and relation. They do come to your aid. They do bring great wisdom. They do hold you close with boundless love. They do feed you more now than ever they could when we, they do feed you more now than ever they could when you were together in the physical experience. Oh, wow. I have to read that again. That's so good. They do feed you more now than ever they could when you were together in the physical experience. For within every single cell of your body, you now carry their triumphs and resilience in your very genetic code. What all the old ones have asserted in every lodge and circle since the dawn of creation, we now hear shouted in the marketplace and in the holy places. In TED Talks and in midweek sermons, we are built of both the prayers and curses of those who walked the human before us. Honor your ancestors, for they will heal you and light your path. 
sins of the All-Father and blessings of all the grandmothers are the elements that twisted our double helix. Every knot you untangle soothes six generations forward and backward. Every kink you smooth lets love flow in. The path of least resistance is always toward the highest good of all. This is the reconciliation of the seventh generation. And also remember, you have many ancestors. So honor them all, not just your favorite grandparent or legendary clan figure. Honor them all, for they each forged a link in the chain that ties you to humanity. Every link is sacred, as every life is sacred. To all my ancestors and all my relations, we meet in peace this and every day. Chukma, chipisolacho, anompa or hello, I will see you. That's a good one. That's one of my favorite ones, clearly, because I've shared it so often. I do love looking to our ancestors, and I do love knowing that our ancestors are dancing for us in our bones every single day. I'm going to call in the elements now, the directions. These are the these are the calling in of directions, the elements that flowed for us and that we're working on crafting a liturgy for ceremony. Okay, so it starts with a uh, a call, um, which is a family call, and it's uh, even outside my own understanding. We do it because our parents did it. And that, to me, makes it sacred to not know why. I mean, there's stories of why, something about an old TV show about a dog. But there's not really a sure reason why. There's just the knowledge that our family did it and our family still does it. And so we will. And we are. And if you're wearing earbuds, uh, this is a moment. So just might, maybe pull your earbuds out for a second. Iaki Yeah, I did that away from the mic, but it's still wow, I'll do it much more full throated, full chested, full bodied when it's in ceremony. Before recording, you can just hear the tones. Iaki Ababinili and seem to I am them, they are me. We are they and they are we. I am them, they are me. To the guardians of that way over there, we remember you, we welcome you, we bless you, we honor you, we serve you, we appreciate you, we love you. To the wardens of this way right here, we remember you. Can you hear that hawk outside my window? That's one of my ancestors. They sing and dance when I go into ceremony. We remember you. We welcome you. We bless you. We honor you. We serve you. We appreciate you. We love you. 
to the keepers of way over yonder. We remember you. We welcome you. We bless you. We honor you. We serve you. We appreciate you. We love you. To the stewards of just next door, we remember you. We welcome you. We bless you. We honor you. We serve you. We appreciate you. We love you. To all they that dwell within and remain without, to all that ever are, to all that ever were, to all that ever shall be, we call you in now with outstretched hearts, with opened minds, in this unique moment of infinity, in this hour, one sacred breath, we choose you. We, each and either, we all offer you the gift of air from our lungs. Tuned till transmuted, sweetened within the harmony of the symphony of creation. We speak our true name and honor every ancestor in every single instance. We proclaim I am. Now, in this breath, I am a catalyst at the point of choice. I am, therefore I am. Think not, lest you be troubled. Dwell, abide, remain, be. To all my ancestors and all my relations, we meet in peace this day and every day. Tukma Chapisalacho means hello. I will see you as the Chickasaw have no word for goodbye. <sighs> Boy, I'm coming up. There we go. 10.42. What a perfect time to end. Particle 42, 42 degrees, the meaning of life. And if you don't get that reference, then you need to read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or at least watch the movie. Take a couple hours out of your breaths and watch that film and understand why 42 is important. 42 is important for you. And I'm in my 42nd lap. Well, I guess it's 43rd because I am 42. So. Either way, I am 42, and 42 is important. It's 1042, so that means we should be wrapping up. And it's totally and totally completely appropriate that I ended with the calling in because it is the Hayoka moon, and I am Hayoka in my shamanic practice. I embody the Hayoka, the sacred clown, who does things ass over tea kettle backwards. And that's my personal story, too. That's my iteration. That's my hypoxagomenon. Apoxagomenon, 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 apoxagomenon. 
be the glitch, be the iteration, be the you that you are, be the youest you that you can be. And that's a wisdom I'll steal from my children, from my child, from my son, from his sacred text, which is animation videos. Kung Fu Panda came to the realization that in his teaching, in his mastery of becoming a master, he wasn't there to teach them how to become him. He wasn't teach them, there to teach them how to be him, the dragon warrior. He was there to teach them how to become the best versions of themselves. I'm not here to teach you to be me. I'm here to teach you to be you. I'm here to turn your light inward. I'm here to turn your light and your introspection into yourself and to where yourself ends and where the other begins. And then to help you dissolve those boundaries so that you can understand that they're illusions and that the truth of the reality is that we are all one. And it's only in our awareness of our edges where dissonance occurs. It's in our areas of overlap. That's where the light is. So mind your edges. Mind your boundaries. Honor your kin and ancestors. And um, if the sacred clown blesses you with a practical joke, Feel blessed because it's a blessing. They tweak your nose. That's a blessing. They spill your cup. That's a blessing. So, yeah, I think that thus endeth the lesson, right, guys? I think we're right there at 10. Look, the clock just turned 1045. So, um, yeah, hopefully... Uh, Mark will have uh, some degree of satisfaction with this transmission. And uh, if not, then uh, we'll try again another time in another arena. I appreciate deeply this opportunity to share what's flowed through me, through this channel. And um, I pray that all beings are blessed in the transmission and in the sharing. Blessings on your Friday, blessings on your Sabbath. And I'll say again, Chakma, Chapisalacho means hello. I will see you at the Chickasaw. Have no word for goodbye. <laughs>